Welcome to the Emotional Wealth Podcast, hosted by certified financial planner, Lon W. Broski. Every two weeks, Lon discusses the current most relevant topics in today's financial climate. He will share with you his insights from 20 plus years of experience that he has found is most important in accomplishing your financial goals. Topics include the equity markets, saving and investing for your goals, the impact on your financial plan as it relates to current events, and more. Now, here is your host of Emotional Wealth, Lon Broski. Welcome to this edition of Emotional Wealth. Today, I want to talk about the dollar and the potential for de-dollarization. I want to talk about whether or not that's a reality. I want to talk about the impact it may have for investors and maybe some strategies to be thinking about within your own financial plan or your own investment portfolio that you at least want to be considering. But let's talk about why this conversation is even coming up. The reason why, and I I get a sense that over the last, I don't know, maybe year or so, this has been coming up a lot in what I've been reading and what I've been hearing and listening to is the fact that the dollar is losing its status as a reserve currency or lose its status as the world's reserve currency. 20 years ago, 72% of the world's reserve currency was held within dollars. Today, 60% of the world's reserve currency is held in dollars. I think that's probably one of the leading causes of this This narrative, I think another big part of the narrative or another leading cause of that narrative that the dollar is losing its status as the world's reserve currency is because of what's going on with our economy, what's going on with inflation. We've got inflation levels that we haven't seen in 40 years. What's going on with interest rates? We've got interest rates at levels that we haven't seen in 40 years. We've got geopolitical concerns and we've got our own political concerns. You combine this with the fact that the world no longer holds dollars in the percentage that it did 20 years ago, all of this narrative is combining to form this picture that the dollar is losing its status as a world's reserve currency. And here's the other interesting part about this debate. While our percentage, yes, has dropped, the dollar's percentage has dropped, there are more dollars held in foreign banks than there have ever been, even though the percentage has dropped from 72 to 60. Because it's a smaller slice of a bigger pie. That's the reason why there's more dollars held in foreign banks today than there have ever been, because that pie has gotten bigger. Even though her slice percentage-wise has reduced, it has led to to an increase in dollars being held. Now, let's talk about the fact that this is coming up now. Well, I got news for you. It's happened before. Last time that I can remember was in 2013 when the BRICS nations got together and announced that they were going to move away from the dollar. Now, BRICS being Brazil, Russia, China, and South Africa. They all 
got together and said, we want to move away from the dollar. Then maybe it was because they recognized that the percentage being held in dollars was decreasing. As I just said a moment ago, for 20 years, it's been decreasing. So maybe they recognize that. But that faded very quickly because they realized from a logistics standpoint, it couldn't be done. And so has it changed in 2023? Could the world move away from the dollar as a reserve currency? In short, the answer is no. It's too complicated. And it stems from one question being asked. Where else are you going to go? Are you going to go to India with its rupee? China with its yuan? Russian with its ruble? Specifically China and Russia? Where personal property rights are optional? Where regulation is loose? Where transparency is optional? When you have a currency as stable as the dollar you're going to be hesitant to move away from that for those reasons. I mean, China accounts for 2.7% of global reserves. In order to become a true reserve currency, it would have to liberalize the yuan. And when you do that, you lose the ability of the regulatory authority to control credit. And relinquishing control is not something that a communist regime is okay with. You have to have a set of laws. You have to have transparency. You have to have controls in place. When you're dealing with a currency, you want to know that your transaction is going to be secure. And you want transparency. And this is me on a soapbox here, but Russia has a president. Mm, I would suggest to you that he's president in name only. So a lot of characteristics of communism are present within Russia, which means that their ruble may or may not be exactly what the world is looking for in a reserve currency. Because simply put, China is not going to be willing to alter its economic framework so that its economy plays the same role as the United States. You have to drastically alter your economy. China is not going to do that. And in terms of transactions that are done in dollars, 90% of the world's transactions are done in dollars today. So 60% of Banks, foreign reserves are held in dollars, and 90% of the transactions that are done are done in dollars. It's highly unlikely the dollar loses its reserve status in my lifetime. Maybe, maybe not. You know how I feel about prognostication. It can't be done. I'm just saying that logistically, it's very difficult for countries to move away from holding their reserves in their banks in other currencies. My second thought here is oil. And oil is a commodity that the world needs despite what's going on with the narrative of clean energy. Yeah, I get all that. 
and and I I want to be kind to the environment just as much as the next person, but I also want to be realistic with the numbers that we're seeing. And we're not going to go away from our dependency on oil anytime soon. Oil is still a huge commodity that's traded worldwide. A majority of oil transactions are done in U.S. dollars. We just talked a moment ago why you're not going to be seeing the yuan replace the dollar. That is another big factor. And because oil is the most traded commodity in the world, and we depend upon oil. Until we reduce our dependence on oil, those transactions are likely to continue to occur in dollars. So we talked about what couldn't replace the dollar, right? We talked about the rupee, the won, and the ruble, but let's be a devil's advocate here and say, well, what could replace the dollar, Juan? Surely there are some currencies out there that can replace the dollar. And there could be. Euro being being primary, euro could potentially replace the dollar. The British pound, which was the world's reserve currency before World War II, and the Japanese yen, right? All of those currencies are from economies that do have personal property rights, that do have regulations, that do have the rule of law, that do have functioning democracies, that do have transparency. So, yes, I would say that they could potentially offer a option for those transactions for them to be traded for the euro, for the yen, or the pound. But here's the issue with that. None of those financial markets have the depth and the liquidity to form the backbone of international finance and trade. None of them do. They're great countries. They're great currencies. Keep coming back to that 60% number. In 2022, the U.S. accounted for 60% of the global stock market capitalization with the 21% of global GDP. That's huge. It's very hard to trade in a currency where you don't have the depth and liquidity that we have. You can't find that anywhere, even though, again, euro, the yen, and the pound all have characteristics Now it becomes an issue of depth and liquidity, and you're not going to find that in either of those three. Because what you want out of a reserve currency is you want it to be stable, safe, and a store of value or a medium exchange and widely accepted. And probably the most important word of a reserve currency is trusted. Again, do you trust Russia? Can you trust China? Questionable, right? When I can't trust their economic numbers, mm, how am I going to trust their currency? So something to certainly consider. So changing, moving away from the US dollar as a reserve currency is not going to happen overnight. It's still even though it's dropped considerably over the last 20 years, there's still more dollars held in foreign banks than in any other time. To move 
away from dollars, as was done in 2013 with the BRICS nations, as as what's being discussed today because of what's going on within our own economy, within our own society, with what's happening geopolitically, being able to do that is very, very difficult. However, and I think this leads into the discussion of maybe we should be thinking about some strategies if this continues to drop. If de-dollarization is in fact happening, and the world is moving away from the dollar. Perhaps maybe we should be adding more international to our investment portfolio. Because as the dollar drops in value, as and surely it will if de-dollarization is occurring, which we just discussed the difficulty in that, but let's say that devil's advocate that I'm wrong. And it does, in fact, continue to, to decrease. Moving into international investments could potentially provide your portfolio with a diversified return that could take advantage of the dollar dropping in value. Anytime you see the dollar dropping in value, it takes the pressure off international companies, especially if they go away from the dollar. So that may be an opportunity to get into the international sector within your portfolio, whereas before it may not have been a large portion of your portfolio. You look at the last the last 10 years, right? If you owned anything international, chances are you struggled with your return compared to the U.S. And these things happen in cycles, right? Again, we saw it in 2013 with the BRICS nations, Okay. These things tend to be cyclical. So as if, in fact, as the world moves away from the dollar, maybe we do want to move into more of an international or maybe we do want to move our allocations a little more into international than what we currently have. So just something to to consider. So just to summarize. Right now, today, in the environment we are in, There's no viable or readily available alternatives to the U.S. dollar being a reserve currency. We have some potential countries, but here's the thing, okay, just like we saw in 2013, although countries can mandate a move away from the dollar as a reserve currency, markets are going to decide what's the reserve currency, not countries, for the reasons that we discussed earlier, stable, safe, be able to be trusted, right? For those reasons, the markets will decide what is the reserve currency, not individual countries. They can kick and scream about the dollar being the world's reserve currency, but in the end, it's the markets who ultimately decide that. And the markets currently are deciding that while the dollar may have maybe decreasing in value, it's still there are more dollars held in reserve at foreign banks than in any other time. Dollar is still the most stable, safe, and trusted currency in the entire world. Thanks for listening. Have a great week, and we look forward to talking to you in our next podcast. 
You've been listening to the Emotional Wealth Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the podcast, please share it with others. Post about it on social media. To catch all the latest from Lon, you can follow him on YouTube, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Facebook. Or visit his website at pineswealth.com. And as always, if you have any questions or ideas for upcoming podcasts, please call Lon anytime, toll free, 800 467 6567 or email him at podcast at pineswealth.com. Thank you for listening. Until next time, happy money.